search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Hey everyone and welcome to BBC episode 101. We're in the hundreds now. The new era of the Broken by Concept podcast, the Solo Q Motivational podcast. That's correct. And we've got a few quick announcements here. There's going to be some changes. When Everyone has changed. New era. This is the new era. Yeah. People panic when there's change. There is. People don't like change. We know legal Legends patches. Everyone's That's ready. Oh my We're God, about what's to going on? Everyone's day. Like okay. a sentence. Here we go. Goodbye, Nathan's mailbag. There's no more Nathan's mailbag in the Broken by Concept podcast episode. But the positive is that we are doing Nathan's mailbag separately. As a separate video each week. Separate episode. Separate episodes. So we're we're going to start naming them from literally episode one. Is that what, is that what you want to do? That's the current plan, I believe. Okay. So we'll have BBC episode, which is what we'll you know discuss. Our topics. Topics of the week. And then we're also going to have another one because of popular demand of emails that come flooding into Nathan's mailbag. I mean, he's, he's, you should see his mailroom in his apartment. It's, it's out of control. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And- Last thing here, there's going to be an additional secret spicy form of content that is also released later on in the week. We're not going to spoil what it is, but it's new. It's an ex- it's experiment. We're testing. It's an experiment. Another you guys experiment. might hate it. Yep. You might, might be trash. Like might be trash. Might lose our entire audience, Nathan, off this one video. That's right. Um, so the key big thing is that there's going to be three different BBCs videos per week. That's correct. So if you're just subscribed to the YouTube channel. <laughs> three a week. You, you're literally not going to be able to keep up. It's going to be impossible. So the goal is the podcast gets released as per normal. Yep. And then there's going to be another one in the middle of the week, which is potentially Nathan's mailbag or the other one. We'll decide yep. the order. That's right. And then another one on the, the end of the week. The spicy one on the week. This is the new era. This is the new era. Here we go. You, like, if you guys <clears> thought you didn't have enough of me and Curtis and I- and shout out to Charlie for helping us all put this together. Absolutely. So we've got, a, behind, we've got, a, we've got yes. a behind the scenes guy helping us. We're not doing this by ourselves. So without him, this wouldn't be possible. So shout out Charlie. I want to see shout out Charlie in the comments as well. Um, Everyone's got to give love to Charlie. Okay? That's correct. So obviously big news. 12. Hold on, po- Curtis. We got, we've added a new thing to our oh, law. Okay. We've got, we got David Gon's Can't Hurt Me book. We've added yep. You know, we've said that we're going to start adding more and more yep. things to the to the lore of the the Broken by Concept podcast. Yep. I mean, David Goggins, he's he's the epitome of no excuses, man. Grinder. Love it. Like, if you literally type in on YouTube- Taking total responsibility. Uh, David Goggins' motivational videos. I swear to God, they're the highest motivational view videos on the internet. On taking YouTube. souls. The, 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 there's my favorite one on YouTube. Is, is one called- so many. Dude, they pop up every souls. day, dude. I mean, I'm he would have to kidding. be up there with, uh, I think, for a lot of the people in our inner circle. Uh, he's definitely changed our life Absolutely. for the better. And um, this guy was nothing. He started with nothing, dude. It's a great book. I definitely recommend yeah, it. For anyone who is books. not familiar with David Goggins, even if you, you don't come from any fitness background or anything like that, or military background, whatever, just just get the goddamn book. Yeah, it's not just about that. It. It's, it's not about, about the that. mindset. No, it's all about the mentality. Yeah. Okay. So- 12.10, Nathan. Durability patch. So- What's our initial reactions, Curtis? So we've played three days on the patch, two days? I think two, right? Yeah, this two will days. be our third day today. We yeah. played some more solo queue today. How many games total have you played on the new patch? I would have played, I played five games a day, so I played 10 a game. 10. So yeah, I played six. Sounds- so, actually, no, I've, no, I played more than that. I played like seven or eight, actually. I remember my first day, 
I pop up and I'm like, this Kaiser's like peeing in her health and she's like, it's got 760 health level one. Mm. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of HP. She obviously got like a Doran's beta, I think. Yeah. I don't know what, what did you be So like? look, look, the first thing's first, right? We got to come in and approach this. You know, there was a lot of hype around this patch. People have been talking this for ages. As soon as the PBE notes came out, people were like, oh my God, this is going to change the league forever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we were anticipating or the general consensus heading into this patch, this was going to change the game. Like this is going to, everyone's intu- intuition, muscle memory is going to go to shit. Uh, we're all going to have to relearn the game essentially. New game, new everything, new champ pools, the whole thing's going to explode. And to be honest with you, again, just speaking through my personal pr- preference, so far at least. Um, so was your approach, we talked about this on the, the podcast yep. when we talked about this patch, it was mm-hmm. episode 98. We're going to do the exact same of what we've been doing. Yep, send it. And then adapt, and then adapt from there. Right, well, because we can't really, you can't make predictions without just playing on the goddamn patch. Right? Right. League's such a feel-oriented game, right? So I played my games. I played a whole different, I played a bit of Victor, a bit of Silas, a bit of Fizz, played a, bit of, a lot of things just to get a feel for it. Quite honestly- initial impressions not overly different really nope. dead set like yep. for me personally like it doesn't sure there might have been some moments here and there in my games where maybe i would have killed or maybe i would have survived i mean i sorry i, I would have died but i did survive but it, it wasn't to the it wasn't to the extent where it was compensating for you have like, to like change your decision making completely. My decision making is always going to be the same. Reset in, like trading, the trading on this, that, like type nothing. Get in CS. No, nothing really <laughs> changed. Yeah. Like I, I, and I think um, you just have to, you know, get, be a bit more specific, and you got to know exactly what the combos are, and what you can and can't do. And I think there's a gap between what our intuition is now in terms of damage output and and what it what, what it needs to be. So there's it's kind of I guess a calibration period in the middle where over the next few weeks we're going to have to update our our feel for the game. What I will say though, the big meaningful change was tower damage. For me, tower damage- It hits like a truck it, now. <laughs> in every game I think I've played, someone has typed, wow, towers did a lot more than I expected. I've, I think I've died uh, out of my seven, eight games. I think I've died at least one every one every two game, of those games, half of them, from just uh, over uh, underestimating tower damage. Is that you? Uh, is that you dive in 1v1 mid? Like you're like- uh, I saw under the mid just you or was it with the no, general? No, usually with his team. Like usually it's a team going in for a dive and like it looks like we've got to collapse and like their mid laner and like we collapse because I was like barred support in some of them. And then and then like they just die because they take two tower hits and you're just dead. Crazy. So the tower hit damage is significant. That's interesting. It's I very have, significant. I have not noticed it at all. When you pay, like if you get into a situation where you're yeah. doing dives, you will notice it instantaneously. Good. This is why it's interesting why I haven't noticed that at all. I dive all the time. I play Rek'Sai and Volibear. That's all I do. That's so fast. So, this past, so over anything. this past two days, you haven't felt it at all? No. And you've done dives. Even, and I do dives all the time. That's, That's so interesting because that was the first thing that jumped to mind straight away. Because because with those type of champs, the way I play the game, Curtis, a good dive shouldn't even be close. You know, think about the way that I play dives with Volibear ults, right? I can... I can, you know, avoid two, three shots, right? And just run away. Like yeah, but if you think about your champions, right? You're playing Rexai and Volibear. And Rexai can juggle. You're not, you're juggling. juggling. You haven't really taken tower damage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, maybe it's- Maybe you, it's maybe, for different chance. Yeah, maybe yeah. you're in a unique case where like Volibear, you're, you're what, disabling the turret essentially. That's like, right. And then Rexai, you're de-aggroing anyway. Yeah. So maybe you just haven't experienced raw tower damage. I haven't at all. You, it, maybe if you play other champs or you get into a different situation, I, I, I guarantee you'll feel it. 
That, that for me was the biggest change. I mean, yeah, there was some slight differences in healing as well. Like I did a, a Vlad review with someone I noticed healing was quite insignificant. The Silas W nerf was again, like all the healing was, was quite, it did feel a little bit different, but across the board, it's the same game. The same decision it's making. The same decision making. I do exactly everything the same. I can invade people's swords, Rexai, and kill people. I can push them off their camps. Yep. I win yep. 2v2s and 3v3s. Because remember, they're tankier, but also you're tankier. You're tankier as well. As well. That's the, the fundamental thing. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're able to do more damage. Everyone thinks it's like, oh, everyone's just unkillable, but it's like, well, well you can stay in combat longer. So yeah. you can get maybe that additional auto attack. That second off, rotation. The second rotation of abilities, right? So, like, so far for me, anyway, I haven't. I'm going to play more. Again, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions here, but so far, it hasn't really felt like big of a change. Did you notice the difference in champs that people were picking? In terms of- Like the first you? day. It was like, for Did me, no? I had like Casio mid, which is the band in my existence. Mm. Um, like Zach, all these, everyone was playing tank, Gwen. Right, they just instantly shifted. I, I, remember, I remember my first game was literally a Casio, a Gwen versus yeah. like Garen top or something like that. Owls versus in. Yeah. yeah. It's like everyone just started picking tanks yeah. randomly. It was yeah. weird. It does, and I was like, and it's completely I'm, under, uh, that's just not deserved. I mean, that's, you think that's just a one off? Everyone was. As just, in, like, people should not be doing that. Yeah, that's an over. It's like, a massive like, Holy shit, tanks. You gotta play tanks. Do you feel as though, from the jungle perspective, that your, the uh, uh, effectiveness of Gankor into jungles and early game jungles has been reduced because of this patch? Or do you think, like, do you think the meta is gonna. Shift that direction towards tank oriented jungles? I would say right now, again, I've played 10 games, guys. What in one scenario, I didn't kill a karma I usually would have killed. But it was close anyway. It was it was a play that like if it didn't go well, it's like mm. oh, I probably shouldn't be taking that play in the right. first place. You know, right. it's like it's a bit of a risk. Cause then yeah, good ganking and these ganking jungles, there should be no they're dead. Yep. You know, like they shouldn't even be close. Like, yeah, there is certain situations, but you could always review those situations and be like, you know, it was it was on the edge anyway. You know, like there's so many things yeah. that can happen, flashes and heals. Yeah, sort of I, stuff. I got an example. I was playing um, Victor into LeBlanc. I was watching a LeBlanc Shaco. It was just, it's just an unplayable 2v2. Like there's nothing I can do, right? Um, so I'm just sitting under tower basically, allowing myself to get shoved in, trying to get to my, like my, my mythics and stuff like that. And there was a moment where I should have died 100% to the LeBlanc. Like really? I, I took a full combo. I think I took a change to the face, but I remember thinking, it's like, I should die here anyway. Like m my learning from this doesn't change whether I die or not. Like this is still a very painful experience to me because I have to base and lose the wave anyway. That's right. Like, like from a learning perspective, it's- I'm not going to change my behavior. Like it's a bad trade, a terrible trade either way. You're going to get punished for it. I'm getting punished for it either mm -hmm. way. Like, mm -hmm. so for me so far, yeah, I survived that, but it's as good as basically dead anyway. Cause I missed the entire wave. I, I, I got in a way lucky. I should have died. And my, it's like, I can learn from that anyway, like whether I died or not. So I think for a lot of people, as long as you're getting into the review and you're looking at the near misses and you're equally weighing the near misses as much as the actual deaths, you're going to be completely fine, right? From a learning perspective. Um, what's interesting though, straight up, this is a fascinating thing. I asked 610, the day, I think it was the day after the patch came out, I said 610, you play any games? This is a Challenger US player, right? Yeah, I think he's GM at the moment. Okay. And I said, oh, it could be interesting to get a high ELO perspective, That's another right. high, someone I respect, yeah. opinion. And he said, Curtis, to be honest, like I didn't really feel much different. And it's so interesting because I saw a contrasting uh, opinion from mm. the lower ELO people mm. 
and the higher ELO mm. people. The higher ELO clients in the MLA, a lot of them mm. didn't really have much to say about the changes. I mm. mean, some here and there, but across the board, the the consensus that it wasn't really that significant. Whereas this lower ELO community where, uh, I'm not going to say, again, I don't want to generalize too much That's here, right. but for the odd case here and there, there were some people panicking. Exactly. Like exaggerating, losing their mind. Losing their yeah, mind. I, I literally have- I had someone ask, should I change my champel? Yeah. I have had two people ask me that already. And I had someone quit the MLA. There we go. Really. <laughs> I legit Whoa. dead serious. I got a DM. Yeah. This is, I'm not going to say his name. I had someone message me saying, Curtis, um, uh, ever since the new patch came out, this was like yesterday, uh, my entire champel feels terrible. Um, I don't feel like I don't have fun playing the game anymore. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave the MLA. That's it. This is dead serious. I'm not even lying. This is true. And he was in the lower ELO bracket. He was in. I'm I actually. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what his rank was. Mm. Um, but I'm kind of looping him in here because I'm assuming he's lower ELO. But but the, the I, I do have seen some of the lower ELO clients um, in the MLA exaggerate over exaggerate. Yeah, the patch. I've had the same. Experience. How interesting is that? That is very interesting. Yeah, the the, the 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 dichotomy in the opinions. Again, the way that I'll think about it is that. Uh, Again, the yeah, like how ILO players. Again, I don't want to generalize, but more feel oriented, right? Yeah, more feel oriented. But we we understand the the severity of mistakes in our games that are just not got to do with the patch or champs or anything like that. You know, like resets. You know, like I took a bad bad trade. Like that doesn't matter. You know, it's like that's just League of Legends. Me missing. Reading a fully stacked wave, I could have dived. Like that's end of review. Like <laughs> yeah. fuck. Like that's any patch. Yeah. Just the game, unless they somehow change minions' now, HP. But I think it's important to know that it's not that the meta won't change. It, it definitely will. will. Yeah. But but we don't know. How it might. I, I think actually, like my my hypothesis right now, like my biggest hot take for the patch, is that you know how like metas are shifted generally from one role. Like the way it works. The way in my mind, a, a meta works is that. One role that is significantly changed by a patch. So in my opinion, I think it's top. So I think top, the durability does actually matter in top because it's such small margins and mm. it's a long lane. Mm. And if someone survives and dies, it actually makes a very big difference in my opinion, especially when you're heavy trading like that and top's such a heavy trading role. If that impacts the top meta in any way, shape or form, that is going to have a flow on effect in the mid meta because the mid meta a lot of the time is impacted by the amount of mobility and the type of top laners that are in the game. Because if there's a lot of tanks and, and stuff like that, it's harder to play particular mid champs. So um, then if mid laners change and they get affected by whatever's in top, that's going to impact the mid, the junglers. And then that's going to have a little flow effect on supports. And that's then, right. It's, it's a flow effect usually from one role. Hmm. My, t- my, my hot take is that top, it, it might get shifted around in some way, shape or form. I don't know how that's my hunch that like the numbers do affect top more mm. than any other role. Um, and then that's going to have a flow and effect or a chain effect on um, the rest of the roles, potentially. Okay. Um, I don't know which way the direction- the What's meta- an example in the meta where something has one pick change and then the picks change? Oh, I know one. Jarvan popped up in the meta because Jinx started becoming super OP. Remember at the beginning of the season? I don't actually remember that. Well, that was more competitive, not so much <laughs> right, so right. right? But Jarvan, because Jarvan can lock her down. She has only flash right. and she's dead, right? Well, I, all I That's know is that when, when there's like particular t- champs strong in top lane, like there's like a rotation, like like when Orn's strong, like the like changes the top meta and then like when Fiora is strong and then Camille. Yeah, and that's it, right. Jax, Toppies, it goes through like a rotation. It? Yeah. it just kind of goes through a rotation in top. That's what kind of what it feels like Because then me. Jax is bad in And then AP Gwen champs. comes in and then- and then when it's squishy, yeah, like it goes to like this rotation in yeah. a way. But um, 
And when Shen is strong, Shen comes in. Like there's like a rotation. <clears throat> but but um so far, I've versed all like the same, like the same types of champs. Like LeBlanc's, I'm still getting like I still feel threatened by LeBlanc. I still feel threatened by by Ari. You know, it's the same, the same thing. I did hear one interesting take from Matthias, who's actually probably my most successful client at the moment. He's like 600-ish LPN uh, EU. And he was saying how he plays a lot of Akshan. And he was saying how there has been a noticeable drop-off in Akshan. Like, like you, you, early game, you're stronger. He said, he, I feel stronger in the early game. But like, there's a huge drop-off in my effectiveness heading into mid-game. Whereas before, it wasn't so much. Uh, generally, I'm assuming because of the HP scaling, right? So um, I do think there are certain champions that may drop off a little bit more. Ari could potentially be one of them. But I haven't, I haven't felt like that compensates for like, having a bad early game. Like, you know, if you have a bad early game, you have a bad early game. It's not going to change that. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects the meta. So I don't know. It was too early days. We're going to have to keep an eye on it. Again, I literally laughed myself when I said, how many games you played? And I was like 10 games. Like yeah. you played six games. We can't really have you know, an educated. You're going to need at least two weeks. Yeah. Do you think Riot should drastically start changing things in two weeks? Or do you think we need longer than two weeks? No, you should always, they should always be on the, have the finger on the pulse for hot fixes. I think there already is coming one out, right? I'm pretty sure there's a 12.10B. What's that for? Isn't think, that for like, I don't know. I, think the, I know like, they were nerfing like Senna. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Senna's out of like control. Few, yeah, there was a few jams. I can't remember the top of my head, but there was a hot fix coming out. Interesting. But yeah, that's my initial thought. So we'll do an update. I think we'll do it for the next few weeks. We'll do an update regardless. But um, so far. Nothing drastic. I'm still playing Rex, so it's fine. Yep. Early game ganking jungler, full damage assassin. I build Prowler's Claw. So, if I got one thing I do, I, I want to talk about. Okay. I, I can't remember if I brought, spoke about this on the podcast or not. So, tell me if I have. Um, watching VODs. So, have I spoken about what sort of VODs you should be watching from someone else? I think we about that. dabbled into it. Okay. Let's hear what you got to say, Curtis. So, so, um, what's a, so in the past, it's something I've been wrong with. I, I genuinely, if I were to go back in time, I would change my, I mean, I can't, right? You learn, but I would change my opinion. I've changed my opinion on this. I used to think that watching the best players in the world was the best way to learn. So watching the showmakers, the Chovies, the dopers, like, I, I was a massive fan of those. I, I would watch them a lot. So religiously. You, you go to YouTube and say, Dopa, Twist of Fate, match up. This. That's right. Like I would watch specifically the players that I believe that were, and everyone in the community basically uh, said that they were the best of that champion. Um, and, 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 you know, obviously it's great. It feels amazing to watch rank one Korea because Korea is like the most competitive server. Yeah, you want to watch rank one Korea, right? But it got me thinking. I remember I, I've been watching a lot of Showmaker VODs over the past, I think it was like the past two weeks. And because he like, he's been really trying in solo queue. I think he's trying to get two accounts, like top two or something like that. Love it. Love and, the competition. Um, and anyway, and I started watching him and I was watching him, I was watching him. And I just started thinking to myself, this does not look like my games whatsoever. Mm. Like this doesn't look like my oceanic like Grandmaster Challenger level games. Like it just doesn't look like that. The games don't play out like this. People don't make decisions like that, uh, specifically with the, the aggressiveness. Um, 
like I don't see these champions in my games. I don't see this many Lee Sins in my games. Like I have, I have like Evelyn's and Rengar's in my games. Mm. Why is this? There's a there's like <laughs> that changes the game pace of the game. It's it's literally a different game. It's a different the, the, game. Like right? having an Eve in your game, jungle versus Lee Sin Rexai changes the game completely. Yeah, I mean think about having me on your team versus an Eve. Oh, I mean it's just a, it's a different game. I, I, the pace I, of the game is different. I, one's like League of Legends and one's like League of Legends beta version. Of it, you know? <laughs> I hope I'm the League of Legends one. Yeah, you're the real League of Legends. So so. So anyway, my point being, like, you know, I was watching these VODs and I was thinking, I just, I'm struggling to really, like, I guess, empathize, like, what, what their mentality would be. Because, like, I'm just not in this situation. Like, I, I can't do this. Or doing this, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm going to get bailed out of this lane like this. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, if I'm playing LeBlanc on the server and then I have a lease in, they're always going to come in this situation where they're going to do this, they're oh, going to do okay. this. Yeah. Like, or they're playing Ari, there's mm. these certain game states that are going to happen, like the, the amount of skirmishes. They're just different. It's a different feel, right? And it got me thinking, I genuinely believe watching VODs of a differing server, I'm not saying there's no value, we'll get to this in a second, what value you can take, but I think it's extremely overrated. And I, mm. my theory is that most people should only watch VODs from their own server. So if you play an NA, so let's say you're a, um, let's say you are a OLAF player, a diamond four OLAF player or diamond one, let's say you're a D2, D1 OLAF jungle player in NA, rather than going to find the best Korean OLAF jungle or the best Chinese OLAF jungle, you'd be better off watching the best OLAF jungle in NA. Even though that guy might not be as nearly as good as that guy in China or in Korea, skirmishing wise, mechanics, whatever. You would see, you would actually empathize more with the game states he's seeing, how people play, the psychology of the people that are on his team. Like watching that guy stream, if anything, would be amazing. You would understand what, like how he navigates these types of games. And actually, funnily enough, and this is maybe even a controversial point, Watching someone maybe a slightly higher reload than is actually quite interesting. So if you're a D2, watching a GM OLAF player can sometimes- Or a master tier. Or a master tier Very OLAF player. interesting. Can actually sometimes be more interesting because they are definitely better than you. And you can, you're, you're, you're sort of similar to the skill level. Yeah, you're similar to the skill and level. And you can relate. And maybe you're seeing like little differences. Spot on. And that's why I think for me, I, I was actually naturally- in, um, leaning towards EU VODs over time. Six Ten always said, why, are you, why do you watch so many EU VODs? Mm. And I think it was my, my, my intuition telling me that this, I, I resonate more. This looks more- This looks more, more like, like my, my games, games right? Yeah. And I just found myself watching more, more EU. Mm. And so my point being, I think if you're an EU, you should actually watch EU VODs. If you're a GM or a master to EU player, you should watch GM Challenger EU VODs. If you're in, in NA, you should watch NA VODs. Ideally, even in O's, like I would actually learn a lot from watching Kisei because I'll see how he navigates or, or like other high or low mid laners. Like how do they navigate these games? Like, what? And then it doesn't mean I'm taking what they're doing for Bible, right? For gospel. I'm not, I'm not like following what they do, but it's interesting to see how they win games and they interpret these situations. Um, and so now the follow on from this, you may say then, well, how do I get new ideas? Yeah, or, you know, yeah there's that. What, how can I know what the next level of the champion looks like? Right. Well, that's interesting you say that because like, how often do you need to take things to the, to the next, next level? level? Yeah. Like, well, I feel like- even at that point yet, Like right? Will, for example, your yeah. client would benefit from watching the best kindred in Korea, mm. 
right? Because he's at the top of NA. Like mm. you want to push the next level, right? Mm. But for majority, majority of players, people, yeah. 99.99% of players, they just need to get a little bit better. They need to get that next, that, that, just that step above. Now, I do think there is value from watching other servers of extremely be- amazing players, but purely for things like skirmishing, like very specific um, ability usage stuff and combo usage and like testing the limits of a champion, seeing what that champion is really capable of. And like, like if you play Aurelia, you should watch Aurelia King, Aurel King in, in Korea. Like no, no matter what, like if you're in an A, EU, whatever, you watch Aurel King. But again, like the matchups are going to be played differently, right? The, the, the matchups he plays in mid, when he, when he does play mid, he plays a lot of top. When he plays mid, they're going to play differently. And you may say, ah, oh, but a matchup's a matchup. No. Because they play the waves very differently. And the junglers, the big ones, the junglers. Do so you think junglers are huge? The junglers change. I mean, you see this in NA and OS. Mm. NA and OS are quite similar from what I've seen from VODs, especially with the junglers playing scaling bullshit all the time. And <laughs> It's so funny. I imagine all my assaults of people playing scaling. Curtis just hates you, man. <laughs> well, no, I don't. Oh, man. You just have to play differently. Like, I just think that, like, I, I, I just feel like. You sound like an entitled mid laner here, Curtis. Well, I, I, no. I. I don't I, – I like having them on my team because I feel like it's a free win. Like when I get the Rengar player on my team or the Eve, it's a win. Because you know how to play with them. No, because like in my – in O's, oh, in O's no one shuts them down. Like yeah, if okay. you have a card this or like a yeah. like a, like an Eve or a Rengar, I, I, I win most of those games. Yeah. Um, you love Karzix. Karzix yeah, I love Karzix like and Karzix stuff like that. But, but, the, the, but the thing is, is like I, I just get angry when, when like they will pick those champs even when it doesn't fit the comp Got like it. they they they're so they're like linear this one style hmm. i mean at the end of the day i'm just enti- yeah the entitled mid laner like, but because yes. i think in the back of my mind i'm like you i'm i i do believe league at its highest almost purest form is a you should be playing early game like i, I believe that because i believe that jungle is a facilitator role hmm. and deep down fundamentally fundamentally at the highest level yes that's why yeah i like playing with you on my team in, in some games. <laughs> yeah. In other games, it's- In oof, other games, not so much. We have made some mistakes. That's all I can um, say. So yeah, what do you think about this whole theory, Nathan? How, how does it's this resonate with- very what? interesting. And, and I I lean, I mean, again, maybe I'm biased because obviously, you know, my co-host and I, we talk about the game all the time. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It is, and I- well, give yeah, it, you got to give it a go. Okay, okay. I mean, it, it is true. I watch, I do some, I make some videos, right? On my mm. YouTube channel mm. for sure about, and I study, you know, top tier Korean players and stuff like that. And- I literally am like making it. I'm like, this is actually not that relatable. Like this mm. is not, there's more, this is, you just can't relate this to your games. This, the game pace is not for a platinum player. So I'm like, this is just, yeah. I, Cause I'm really like trying to filter that out. Like the stuff that's just like, this is not that important. Right. It's focused on what are some key learnings here? It's like these resets are really good items or um, he's reading this wave in this way. Like that's what you can take, but it is very difficult for me to review those games and try and suck. You're like distilling, you're having to distill the learning in a way. Yeah, that's right. Because I know so much of it's just not useful. Yeah. So if anyone listening, give it a go. Try it. I mean, what's the harm? I mean, they're still, you're still watching great players who are obviously better than you. So there's things to learn, but um, yeah, so give it a go. See, let us know what you, what you think. Yep. This is my theory. This is it's been working for, I mean, I, I, I've personally found it more useful as of recently. Um, and that's you watching EU VODs. Yeah. I, I prefer to watch EU. Okay. Um, cause it's more, or sometimes actually, funnily enough, if it, it, I probably should watch NA more 
Because yeah. I think NA is actually even more similar to O's. <laughs> Dude, I've watched so much. But, but this was more supporting you from 610 because yeah. like 610 was watch, spends all this time watching Showmaker. I was watching a lot of Showmaker. It's like, I'm getting nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I might get some like tidbits about like the way he plays Lane and stuff like that. Like little, like very small details. But- So you generally sit there after Vaughn and be like, okay, like what's the takeaway here? Well- well, again, I just don't resonate with the game pace and the game states. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not, that's I'm not in those game states. Because yeah. I remember I was watching a lot of Ari. I was trying to learn Ari from Showmaker. And then like there was all these situations where the jungle's like invading and he's just able to back him up and it's just free win. Hmm. I'm like, it's <laughs> not happening in my games. Got it. It's just not happening. Yeah. I wish that was happening in my games. When I play Ari, I'm stuck here in an island and then mm. no one does jack shit and everyone's playing the side lanes. Because everyone avoids, everyone's allergic to mid lane. Everyone, no, one, no one's got a ganky mid, but in general, I've got, a, I've got like a fucking Evelyn on my team, and then or a Rengar or whatever it might be, and well, they're playing the side lanes. Yeah, no one's. Everyone, people are terrible playing around mid and playing with like these LeBlancs and Aries. That's why in O's, no one plays LeBlanc because they don't have junglers. <laughs> in O's, no one. That makes so much sense. No one plays with. No one plays LeBlanc. No one wants to play LeBlanc. Yeah. The only people in actually think about in O's history that reliably played a solid LeBlanc was Swiffer with Spooks. And they'll duo And they the duoed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Like there's two people in O's back in the day when you could duo. All right. So uh, handballing, yep. the topic to me, Curtis. Yep. We like to we, – we talk a big game on the podcast, Curtis, do we, about our, uh, our mentality towards solo queue? Would you, would you agree? Yeah, I'd say we, we have pretty good mentality. Yep. We, we talk the walk, but we definitely like to try and walk the walk, right? Yeah, like yeah. like we, we definitely, you know, we, we respect solo queue. You know, the way we engage with our teammates is- I mean, we're not angels. We're not perfect, but yeah, okay. I would say I'm, I'm pretty solid. Yep. So I have an experience to share. This is okay. going to be a video of a game. And and I thought this was just, is it just a random, just in my three block, just a random game just happened. And this is not like, you know, fabric or anything. This is literally how I- I want to get across my mentality, how I engage with the situation. Okay. okay? So what we're going to do, we're going to watch a video here. And I really want to just emphasize here, you know, like, because you know what people think? People think that I think high ELO, it's like some utopia mm. compared to like, you know, mm. low ELO, like people like trolling that sort of stuff, you know? Mm. And, and I just want to like, what we experience is the same as you guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exact same. And this is, this is what we're going to see here. Mm -hmm. All right. So guys, get your glasses on, okay? Because okay. you can't see anything, all right? We'll try and I don't know. I, guys, the audience is like thinking, I, I haven't seen this. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm about to look at here. All right, here we go. All right, so, so three. I'm going to have to give some context. All right, Like your countdown. All right, so um, we're starting now. Three, okay. two, one. All right. So as we can see here, this is a, you know, a really high lobby game. All right, so we're sort of just skipping through this, right? So um, I'll give you some context. I'm going to pause here. Um, as we can see here, uh, this is me reviewing the game. Um I path towards top this game. Um, I have a right now. What what's happened right now is that the enemy mid laner has gone missing. It's a Galio mid, right? And the enemy jungler is also towards top side. I've seen him walk here. Um, what happens is he gets dived top. Your top gets yep, dove. Get dove, and I sort of missed the opportunity because you were on your busy doing your cams. Yeah, well, I was doing my cams, but I didn't I didn't see the Galio move. I was too slow. Okay. Okay. And yeah. then and then I went to the crab and it was too late. He got dove, right? And then he, he died, okay? Is that because you weren't seeing the wave state as well? Yeah, top? I didn't look at the wave at all. I didn't yeah. I never thought cuz a mid lane roam at level like, 3 is is I just not It was a level 3. Was it yeah, level, level 3? three yeah, yeah. yeah, right? All right, so then he dies. I come I get one kill or so yeah. and then um as we're going to see here 
Um, he starts saying, you know, he starts raging at me here saying three waves crashing, fuck the crab. And I'm getting flamed here saying, what are you doing? He's saying, he's spamping me saying crab is worthless. He's telling me how to jump. Yeah. Right? I, know, I know that guy. Yeah. We, we won't get into names. Okay. 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 That yeah. this is just sort of just As in like it's someone we've played with. Yes, that's right. Okay. We, yeah, we do know yeah, him, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then I use my toolkit. I mute him as you can see there. Yeah, instant use mute. mute. Okay. Instant yeah. mute. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going on through the game, going on through the game, and then now um, I've got him muted, and then the he's obviously still typing to me, and the, my support has to say, you know, Nathan Mott plays the chat muted, yep, you know? Yep. So he's sort of like trying to like calm him down because he's getting, he's really angry. And then what mm-hmm. happens as well, because I go for bot here, um, he now dies top as we can see there. You see how he's just died top um, as well there? So he's mm-hmm. just died on a stacked wave again. Like he's just died and he's okay, lost another yep, three waves, yep, okay? Yeah, yeah. And then now that my support goes, uh, um, yes, you know, he, yep. he's, you know, we know Nathan Mott's bad, but we should still play the game again. Yep. He's trying to calm him down. So, yep. I, so I have to like mute this guy as well. Like this guy's trying to be the, the you know, he's trying to be I, the mediator. I'm, I'm seeing this, right, in my game. Right, so you okay? do have to mute him now because he, yeah. he's saying, <laughs> yeah. okay. It's like, yes, guys, we know Nathan Mott's terrible. <laughs> yep. You know, just mute the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just keep on there. And then what happens right here, as we can see, the the Kimmel now leaves his lane and he's just following me around the map and he's going to take all my camps for a okay. couple of minutes, all right? Yeah. So I take Dragon, as we can see here. Yeah. And then now he's coming to my blue. And I, I am doing nothing to respond to this. All I'm doing is playing how I would normally play. Yeah. Okay. So he's just here taking my camps, took my blue buff. Now he's yep. on my wolves. Okay. On my wolves. Um, we take wolves and then he follows my recall. And Riven's just getting free farm top. It's Riven. He's level seven. Yep. My Camille's like level five with no CS and he's died. Look at that. Look at my top lane. Yep. My top is literally in one plate. All yep. right. And I just recall again, like notice, notice, look at what's going on, guys. I'm not engaging at mm, all. Like mm. my mindset right now, guys, is I'm only focused on my control. If this guy has, the way that I view it is this player has chosen to engage in solo queue this matter mm. i don't have control over that yeah this player has chose to react this way when teammates make mistakes you know give up you know make the you know make sure this player doesn't win the game all right mm-hmm. but again like that's my mentality i'm happy to lose this game that's my mindset i'm not gonna there's no me re- trying to explain myself this is the key thing guys never ever try to justify yourself mm. to elena and as a jungler specifically okay like never do it. You never have the conversation. Just move on to the next game, right? So he's taking my raptors, taking my raptors. Um, you know, as we can see here, he's coming to my raptors. raptors. He's still just following me out of base, following, following me the yeah. whole time. And really Riven, just completely free farming. Mm. Um, he even just tries to still see us. And I don't even really try and take the minions from him. You know, sometimes you can posture, like I'm right, trying to take just, it. Like, I'm just hitting him as normal. If he gets him, he gets him. Yeah. That's my mindset as well. It's not like I'm literally just doing as I normally yeah, would. Yeah. All right. Uh, as we go through this game, I uh, literally here you'll be able to see my score. I'm three zero ten. Okay. Okay. Played absolutely perfect. We got Baron at twenty seven minutes. Yep. All right. So think about that. Given that. So what? Well, essentially, what happened eventually? I mean, we wasn't going to go in the whole game, but you know, I, I just didn't respond at all. And then he actually just started playing the game. We got like some kills. I'm like, oh, we can maybe win this game. He started playing. Mm-hmm. But imagine if I responded negatively. Imagine if I like gave up, I threw my hands up and then just, you know, started to stop playing or something like mm-hmm. that, right? And then we win this game at like 30 minutes and I play bloody beautiful League of Legends. And as I said, guys, I have zero deaths. That's mm-hmm. how important not dying is. If I made one mistake that game, I will lose. Yep. All right? So that's that game. And then the next game, I get I queue up and then I play with him again. Mm-hmm. Right. Next game, here's my top laner. Same thing, Camille. It's a Camille versus Vayne. I decide to make him my win condition and play towards the player that just tried to grief me in that game. All right. Think about that mentality, guys. And then what happens here, as we can see, I'm playing Camille into Vayne. We, I, I spend all this time. I push her off like three waves top. Tops my wing con. I just repeat, dive top. As we can see, I come dive top again. And, you know, we win this game in 20 minutes. And this guy goes like, you know, 
you know, 13 and three, who again, just griefed me before, right? Yeah. So think about that, that mindset, that mentality. Given again, just showing you guys like, like so Elena come in and following you around. This is how I respond to it. You know, and you know, I want to just show you guys like this is this is real. This is how I interact with the game. This is my mindset, and 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 it happens to you, and it happens to me, and it happens to you as well, Curtis. And this is the way I chose. And again, I'm just trying to get around that mindset. It's like this is the way this player has chosen to engage in solo queue. I've out of my control. You can only focus on what's on your in your control. Yeah, that's an amazing. I mean, that's an amazing. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. You I mean because it hopefully inspires people. Shows that. <clears throat> how you conduct yourself in solo queue. I want to say, I want to kind of riff off one thing you said in that, that video there. You said, um, don't, I might butcher this, but you said something about along the lines of don't um, try to explain yourself. Yes. Right. You yes. said something like that, right? It was like, don't, don't try to justify yeah. your gameplay. Yeah. Right. Don't yeah. try to justify your actions. I think that's a really important thing. So, Something I see and I was guilty of in the past was kind of like saying, um, like, sorry, I, I, I thought I could do that. Like, like never say sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Never apologize. Like, I, I, like, I think like your default response, kind of like a beta male response mm. in a way. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Like, like you're trying to please people. You're trying to like make them, you're trying to like, in a way, um, what's the word? It's not not self-deprecating, but it's kind of like you're trying to explain your mistakes, or, or, or so they don't judge you, or like that's what you're it making is. them feel happy. It, it, we talked about was it two episodes ago. It's about caring what other people think. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what any you of these. You actually players think. need to be an asshole in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, I, I come across that's. I think that's why a lot of people don't like me because I don't engage. Yeah, in, in conversation you come across entitled. Yeah, but I think that like that's really important. I think in life as a I think especially as a I mean, I think this is for both men and women, but mm. but like I mean, we can't really speak for women because we're not women, but I think especially the the man that I want to be, and I think the the type of man that um yeah, I would aspire to be, and I think that yourself included, that we would want to be men that um we we respect ourselves and I don't I don't need to apologize for a mistake. I own my mistake. Yeah, that I game. own my mistakes. Exactly. Like, again, my mindset of that game is like, yeah, I, I've, I should have identified that level but three. But you own room. it through your actions. Yes. You own it by yeah. trying to win mm. and and show it. Like, like who gives a shit? Everyone makes mistakes. I don't want to be like some little bitch. Saying, I'm sorry. That's yeah, my fault. Sorry, 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 sorry. Because well, then, if you if you apologize for one thing, you're gonna have to apologize for everything. You know, in a way, like I want to be the type of person that, you know, I'm on my own journey, doing my own thing. And it's, and I don't need your, I don't need to justify my actions to anyone else. I don't need that person to like me. I don't need that person to understand why I did what I did. Cause when, we're probably not going to play together. We're not going to be in this situation ever again. He's not my competitive teammate that I, I'm going on stage to play next week with. I don't give a shit who this guy is. I'm me and my journey. And I think that this extends more in life, right? It's like, I make my decisions that I, how I want to live my life. And if that annoys someone else or that someone, you know, judges me for, for how I live my life, then get fucked. I don't care. Like, like I, I want to live my life this way. So, uh, and, and this is the important thing. People say, oh, isn't that closed-minded? Well, again, this ties back to one of my favorite quotes is, I mean, you don't have to listen to everyone. 
because not everyone has your best interest in their in heart. That guy's tr- telling me crab's worthless. That guy- He's trying to teach me how to jungle. That guy's genuinely not trying to find the truth, right? Like, like if that guy had an incentive to understand the truth of that situation and wasn't emotionally invested, sure, of course you're going to listen to that guy. Like if that was a jungle coach- that like is is if you're a client of his and he's telling you how you could play better. Of course you're gonna listen to him, but 99% of the players in your you game, team is, they don't give a fuck. They about don't give you. a fuck about your improvement. Hmm. They just want them to be right to protect their ego. You think Camille most that Camille's gonna say, you know what? That was actually my bad. I should have pinged for a season, so I should have actually been aware of mid lane roaming or. I should have backed off that wave or whatever it might be because he probably could have backed off and waited, like maybe missed a wave but then you could have helped him, right? I mean, there's things he could have done better because um, he, he didn't seem to be aware of Galio moving, right? I'm assuming so. But he wants to protect his ego because he does want to come across as the person that made the wrong play or the wrong call, right? And it's an ego defense mechanism. It's very tied to our solo queue contract, right? Understanding the behavior is, is a cure to like, you know, understanding the way people are going to interact, you know, and, and and the way that when they make mistakes or they don't, they lose waves, how they're going to behave. And that is, by the way, that is the most, like the, the most intimidating thing you can do. What you just did. Like, like the most intimidating thing you can do is just, just play well and not talk. Three, zero, 10, just pu- the rest of the like game that, is beautiful like he, legal agents. You just, like you just made him look like a little bitch, mm. right? Like he looks like a little, like literally like a, like a little kid. Especially from the other teammates as well. It's not even just about me. It's yeah. just that everyone, everyone that sees that behavior. It's like, look at this kid. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Mm. What sort of solo queue player do you want to be? What sort of player do you want to be? And again, that's a choice. Remember, that's that's the key thing. That question, that's a choice that that person's made. You know, like- And what, that shapes what, your identity. Yes, it does. Remember, every, your identity is shaped by every single choice you make. Me deciding not to engage, that's, again, that's who I that's who I, I embrace who I am. And, and I also want to talk about that game that we played together. Yeah. Right? We yeah. played a game together. Yes, we did. Uh, recently in Solo Queue. Was that on the new patch or not? I can't remember. I don't remember. I think it was before the patch. I, I, I can't remember. Anyway. Um, and it was a free win. Like, we, we do really well. The early game was pretty perfect. Early game was pretty Lots perfect. of pressure. We got Dragon Soul win condition coming like, up. I was playing Fizz and I, and I was, like, popping off. Yeah. And like, I, I shoved out top before Dragon. Dragon was coming up, I think in 30 seconds or 40 seconds. And mm. I'm like, I'm shoving out top and I'm moving down. Plenty of time for, to set up for Dragon and get there. And then you just like, you ran at them mm. and just died. Yeah. It was like really random. Mm. It was like, it was like, it was really, you just had to wait for me. That's like right. you, you didn't wait for me to get there. You like just you, had to set up the Dragon properly. I was defending member. I was the wing con like at that stage. And Curtis basically. was the strongest member. And all you had to do was just wait for me to walk down. I like pinged on my way. I pinged the Dragon timer. I like set up perfectly, right? And and I actually got a bit frustrated purely because it's Nathan. Like if it's anyone else, it's like it's like Curtis expected. Has, you have high expectations. Yeah, my expectations for you are high. It's like yeah. get your shit together. This That's is a right. very stock standard decision to do. This is like you're playing according to a week on in high yellow. Yeah, it's an expectation for you though, right? And and I think you made like another bad. I think you made like there was a lot after that. There was like after that you made like two or three really quick. There was like one where you contested a dragon that I had no idea. Like it was obvious that we're giving like really. Like it looked to me, you didn't care. Hmm. Like the, the 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 vibe I got from you was that you didn't care about winning that game, right? Yep. And that pissed me off even more. Yeah, where it was like Nathan doesn't care about winning. Like why does he not want to win? Like he's not being a competitor, right? Hmm. And then I actually said, you know, fuck it. I'm actually gonna just like 
just really try. I'm, I'm, I refuse to lose this game. Like I'm going to go into the mindset. Like I'm just not, I'm not going to lose this. I'm game. I'm not going to lose this game. Like I went, no I matter went, how hard my teammates are making it for, for me. Yeah. No matter how much Nathan deserves to lose this <laughs> I game. Do, you know? <laughs> no I matter mean, how hard a, he's made it. Yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to go above and beyond. Yeah. And you know, I, I want to give him my all. And, and I mustered up all my, I was just, I had this like that, that bore mentality type thing. I'm like, I'm not losing this game. And then like, we end up like making a really good play. I think I, I, I made a game winning TP play to kill the Silas and then you can't, and then you hovered me and then we killed the Evelyn. And it was like game over. That's right. And I remember coming out of the game thinking, I don't really care about the win or loss. I care about how I conducted myself. The feeling I had after that game, like I was so proud of myself for feeling that frustration, but then- using it as fuel, fuel like motivation to like really up my intensity all all the odds are stacked in against me my jung was literally like obviously checked out i'm gonna win this game but but the the yeah the, the feeling i had that's a confidence booster like the fact that like i had the you were able to win a game like that i was able to win, stay like stay in the game mentally and win that game in, in a very hard game i was counterpicked as well and everything I had to play out of my mind and we won. And I, I I was proud of myself just from a mentality perspective. And all, in my opinion, all it takes is having a handful of those, a handful of those moments to feel what it feels like. What it feels like, yeah. Because you must feel top of the world after that game when you won that game with the guy following you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I thought I was, the, great, like I thought I was the best young in the server. Yeah. I was like- Like, because like, no one would win that no game. No one would win that game. They'll no give up and they'll throw game. a tantrum Mentally, in my perspective. no one would have the mental resilience to win mm. that game. Yeah, those games are powerful, yeah. That you don't need a handful of them because yeah. they store in your memory. It's mm. like, that's what I'm capable of. Mm. If I can stay this strong mentally now in, in a game like this, I can do anything. That's just e- The rest of it is just easy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. I love it. Good story. Definitely a good story. Right, so the last thing I want to talk about for this episode, I had a really funny question from one of my, so- I, th- well, I thought it was like really funny at the time from one of my soul two members in the review session. Mm. Yesterday, he said, uh, you know how we talk about the mental stack, obviously, all the time? He came in and he asked, uh, so Nathan, how how many things can like a gold player hold in their mental stack, right? Right. And what do we talk about? What do we know about humans and working memory, right? We can only- like, It's the same much, no matter it's what. It's the same no matter yeah. what, right? And it was really interesting, yeah. that question. Yeah, it's it sort of like, it's like, it, it felt like he was asking like, okay, I'm inferior because I'm gold. Like you can challenge a player that like must I'm hold a different 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, so how much can a gold player, like can a gold player only hold five things in their working memory and a yeah. challenger player holds 20 things? And it's sort of like interesting to me because again, it's sort of just not- uh, forgetting the whole muscle memory point and the mm. point of, you know, practicing these learn objectives over and over again so we don't have to think about it. Like, you know, that example you used in uh, when you first started playing the game, you had to like look at QWER. Yeah, yeah. Right? But And like that that makes sense. If you're like trying to figure out the 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 buttons for anything, a game or anything, you know, a new, let's say you've got a new camera or something, it becomes muscle memory. You know, like humans, are, like you got to abuse the muscle memory it's actually, it's like a, it's, you know, we talked about the broken by concept concept in the last episode. Human muscle memory is, is broken, broken by, by concept. concept. Yeah. The more you can get, like, if you think about someone like Faker, it looks effortless. Like effortless looks, it's effortless because everything's in the muscle memory. 
Like, you know, when, when you watch Curtis and I play, like, you you know, let's say MLA members watching your gameplay, there's so much going on that you can't even explain it, right? Because mm. it's all just all this muscle, all memory. muscle memory. feel. And it's just really important, guys. Like, we're not thinking about more. We're thinking about the same the same amount of things, but just we've obviously prioritized things and we can think about, we have a capability to think about more macro things of the game and we can look at mid lane room because we're not thinking about how to hit our jungle camps. You know, as a side note to, on this, like I actually, in, in a weird way, I feel like I'm not, how do I explain it? There's a feeling where it genuinely feels like I'm actually playing League of Legends. Like, like you know how we've spoken about that analogy where Master Plus is like you're playing the game. You're actually playing the game. Mm -hmm. Like before Master, you're like just, just learning. learning. You're all learning, learning, learning. And what I mean by that is like, um, like do you have these games, Nathan, where f that you kind of have um, – Maybe the, like there's a, the unfamiliar situations, like the matchups, like you're, you're not really familiar with, or like there's a new champ, or you know items are changed, or there's a patch, or whatever it might be. There's things that like you, you're really unfamiliar with, and it throws you off, and you're on the defense, and and you're 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 not really thinking about how to win the game as much as you're thinking just about. Like, what do I just need to do next? Or like, you're thinking so much about that one moment that you're yeah. not. I have the perfect example: Renata Alt had changed the way I had to play team fights. Right. And it's something I had to think about. I had to use my muscle memory into that. But think about other champ ults. Like let's say I'm versing a Syndra, Syndra ult. That damage is already like embedded. embedded in my brain yeah. about how much damage that person will do with those items. That's sort of the game. I'd have to think about that. Have to think about, yeah. Renata ult something new. It's like, oh, I Even actually- Even the Renata W. The Renata, yeah, Renata W as well. The Renata W. You need to think like, I can, can I go in here, get the kill and make sure that person doesn't get a reset off me? Yeah, I literally had to play a game on my Smurf of Renata the other day just to feel it because I was getting caught off guard so much by that champion. Mm. Like I didn't know really what it did and how it worked because mm. I found it so annoying to verse. Um, so I played it. And yeah, it, it, it's a very good kit, by the way, Renata. It's a really, really it's good, good support kit. kit. It's a really good support kit. But yeah, in saying that, so my point being, um, it almost feels like I would say one – I would say maybe one in five of my games. No, no, no. I'd say one in one in four. It actually feels like I'm playing League of Legends fully. One in four. Yeah. For really? me, right now, because I'm 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 reintroducing like Fizz into my pool and stuff mm. like that. And like trying to relearn the matchups. I've I'm purely on the defense. Interesting. I'm actually on the defense. That's just how important champ mastery yeah, is. Yeah, champ mastery is like I don't think people. Yeah, when, when you when you I mean you these are champs you've played as well like a lot. Yeah, and you feel like you're still going back to I'm base, still back to like square I'm one. still not. I mean, maybe in the mid game I feel like I'm kind of winning, but even then I'm like on the back foot. Yeah, like there's a there's a completely different feeling for anyone who's really achieved a metric ton of champ mastery. There's a and you probably can resonate. There's like a feeling where all you're thinking about is just. And all you're soaking in the map, like you're directing all of your attention to the mini map. You're yep. not thinking about how you're like fighting or like what you need to do. It's clear what you need to do. You, it's like laser focus. I need to do this. This is why I, I, I need to kill. This is how I'm going to kill them. Like it's crystal clear. Like it's just a flow. It's just like a river. It's just, is every decision is just muscle memory. Um, yeah. I was like, that's for, at the moment for me right now, it's one in four. 
Like I'm playing really, and I, but I'm, it would be four on four if you're playing your main champs. If I'm playing my main champs, when That's I'm right. really familiar with, because like, yeah, if I if, game, if I'm jungling and I don't play League of Legends jungling, like reading the waves and stuff, I, I well, the percent of me lose win that game is oh, great, it's, incredibly it's low. It's basically yeah. a coin flip. It's less than a coin flip. Yeah, the enemy jungler is going to be doing that. So yeah, it's like thirty yeah. percent chance. Yeah. But I think until you felt that, you don't really know. It, like we're not giving it justice. We can't articulate what that it's feels hard like. To, it's yeah. really, really hard to articulate. It's kind of like the only analogy I can come up with this is like when you drive, when you learn how to drive, when you finally learn how to properly drive and you get comfortable in a car, you can actually soak in your surroundings while not having to think about how to drive. That's when you can drive. That's when you can really drive. But that's a feeling, right? That takes like, you know, hours, like maybe a hundred hours. Or Especially something. like learning a manual. Yeah, if you're learning a manual, you're having to think of it. And, and everything's rigid. Like, okay, I'm looking here, then I look there, then I look mm. here. Like everything's rigid. But like there's a moment in time where like that's all free flow. You don't have to think about any of that. That's just what you do. You know, and, and League does get to that point eventually. But it takes a long time. It takes a very, very long time. Um. I, I do have one little – I want to be very quick here. I don't want okay. to go too deep on this, but yep. I, I want to introduce it. Okay. Introduce it. We can this just more let of, it, a, let a shout out. This is more of a shout out. Okay. And, but, but, you know, something worth thinking about. Um, I have a, a client in, in my Midland Academy named Van. And she is a woman and, and she um, is an absolute grinder. Van inspires me. Are you talking time. about like 15 games a day or talking about three blocks? Just process-wise. Like okay. she really gets into the details. And and I, I have so much respect. Like she actually inspires me. She's in gold, but she inspires the hell out of me. Just with the amount of dedication towards genuinely trying to improve and take the game seriously and like understanding like the importance of like like you know, understanding things really, really well. And she under, she's really developing a sophisticated understanding of the game. She shows up to reviews all the time. She puts in the hours. She does everything. And right now, you know, I've been talking to Tim and Tim's the other coach in the academy and he's been doing a bunch of sessions with Van as well. So she's really getting, she's get sessions done. And um, she's kind of stuck in gold. And um, I had a conversation with Tim privately and he was saying something like, you know, Van, she, she has a really good game knowledge, but her lack, she, he believes it's a lack of confidence that that actually permeates her gameplay. That's the fundamental issue. That, that leads her to making poor quality decisions. It's her lack of belief of what she knows. She'll compensate lots for she plays. She'll go to time. bad fights. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, there's a fight happening, so I've got That's to go there. That's what she does. And, and, and you know what? I want to give her props because, and, and this might be controversial. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Being a woman in gaming is not easy. And I don't know what it feels like. I, I, I'm a dude. I, I'm, a, I'm like a white dude. Like I, I know I can't really comment on, on, on anything when it comes to, you know, You're being the average a minority. League player. I'm you- like, I'm, yeah, I'm an average league player. Um, and I can't imagine what it would feel like to be a woman in the gaming space, trying to take your climb seriously, but knowing that like you're versing only men who in a way they don't think they have zero doubt. Most of the people that she's versing have zero doubt in their mind that they can get better or they are good at the game where she's coming from a background that she knows she's not naturally talented at Mm. the game. 
She's one of those players that would be, have delusional ego. And, and that's, like, yeah, these people have, they're on the opposite, they're literally <laughs> on the opposite side of the delusional, completely delusional on their level of play. Comparably to her, she knows how good she isn't because she knows she's been in the MLA. She knows all this stuff. She knows all the mistakes. She knows all the mistakes making. she's making yeah. and how that contributes to a loss. And yeah. she also knows that, you know, I'm assuming, and my, my point being here is that I think there's also something that, that she is a woman that impacts her ability to express her best self. Like if she knew in a way that everyone else in that game was a woman, I feel like she would play way better. Ooh, that's, my, that's my take. There's a study, a chess study about this actually. Uh, what they did was they they had like a grandmaster chess um, woman verse. They said that she was versing a another female player. It was actually a guy. She played better against when she was told it was a guy. Wow. That's a study you can look up. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. There's definitely an element of that. Right. And, 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 and I might be wrong and it might not be. And, and this has just come across like just sexist because, again, I don't know what it feels like to be a woman in gaming. But my hunch is that this is kind of like the way I view it is like there's a weight on her shoulder that no one, like uh, not many other people have. And I respect the fuck out of her for keep on going, keep on pushing, following the process, getting into the reviews, following the details. And and I feel like she's, she is making progress. Although it might take slow, longer. But, it might take another six months longer than yeah, normal. And she knows that. But I feel like with her, it will click in like one moment. It's like, like I feel like she has this knowledge. As soon as she overcomes this mental block, like she get, she the just trusts problem. what she knows. Yes. She executes on what she goddamn knows about the game. She's going to skyrocket. That's mm. what my, my theory so, Van, if you're watching this, I want you to keep going and I respect the hell out of you. And I think you're a massive inspiration for a lot of other women in in the gaming industry who are really trying to take their climb seriously and have a passion for improvement and using League as a tool for, you know, competitive outlet and and bettering yourself. She's like paving the way in a way um, with her process. So um, She gets a challenge out. She will change the game. Yeah, my God, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to keep going. Love it. You know, I hope she um, doesn't give up. Yeah, me too. I hope so. She, I hope she doesn't either. Cool. All right. Thanks for sharing that, Curtis, the, to the end of the podcast. So that's it. You know, usually we have Nathan's mailbag, but that's oh, going to so be sad. That's going to be another episode, guys. So, so sad. Let's keep on improving, as I normally say, and we'll see you next time.